Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. good How are good. things? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Thank you. How are you? I'm a bit tiring today, a bit emotional. <laughs> Uh, because today was publication day, as you know, and you are my third guest already. <laughs> but, you know, I'm so looking forward to talking to you all, especially after the podcast. I'm just waiting for the days when we can meet in person properly, you know. Exactly. Well, I hear there might be a bit of a meetup in, in London with Rohini and Shireen and things. So oh, oh that would be amazing. Down. That would be amazing. For sure. Okay, well, let's just jump straight in. Um, Absolutely. Dr. Nitu Vijaykal, you are a senior consultant obstetrician and gynecologist with over 35 years of experience in women's health. And now, as you say, a, a published author, the book Living PCOS 3, which you co-authored with your daughter, didn't you? Fantastic. How, how are you feeling today about um, it being out really, there? Really, really good. Really emotional because I just feel if it can change, you know, even a few people's lives and give hope. Um, and, and I know the book is about polycystic ovary syndrome, but actually there are, I would say, two of the four sections can apply to men, women, anybody, however they choose to identify. So I just want to be able to reach people so that, you know, the same help that my patients seem to have got over the years, I feel I want to be able to, you know, share that with, with others. That's the whole reason for staying up late nights and... <laughs> coming on Instagram live, you know, much as I love chatting with people, it is important that the reason I'm doing this is I just want people to be able to make even the smallest of changes can bring some benefits. Yeah. And that's what the book is all about. These, these simple and sustainable changes. You have yes. a 21 day plan, don't you? So it's, it's all about those things that are really accessible for people. Yeah. Can make, a huge, make a huge difference, can't they? Absolutely. Because, you know, people often think you have to go all in, 100% mm. in, but actually very to make any change sustainable in whichever field of your life, you have to do it not running at 100 miles. You've got to be slow and steady. And so whether that is with food, whether that is with your friendships, whether that is with how you live your life, you know, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so you want to be able to really incorporate that in your life and surround yourself by people who encourage that, I would say, because often we associate ourselves with people who don't make us feel good about ourselves. And as a result, you often then tend to start talking to yourself in a negative way. And I always tell uh, my patients, you know, think of how you'd be speaking to your best friend. Would you speak to your best friend like that? And if you don't, then don't speak to yourself like that because you are your best friend. Exactly. Yeah. The, the longest relationship you'll ever have with anyone is the one. Exactly. Nobody loves your body more than you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's so right. But I guess another side of that is it's so hard to keep fighting against these quick fixes that we see so yeah. on social media and in the news, don't we? Like this, this diet will solve your problems in seven days and this exercise regime will get you fit in two weeks. And like you said, it's, it's a marathon. Not a yeah. Sprint. And it, it's great to use those initially as a starting point. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, when it sucks a lot of money out of uh, your limited budget, when you are buying supplements that you can't afford every day, I see patients with about 10, 15 bottles, you know, they'll bring them all out of their bag and then they will not be able to afford to, 
you know just have some basic um you know items in their in their grocery uh, cart because of the fact that they are spending so much money on these you know supplements and things that are giving them false hope nobody's saying that some supplements are not important but when you spend a lot of money on things like you walk into any shop and you'll see you know all these you know hormone uh, uh, balancing uh, medication and you know uh, anti-aging creams and you're just thinking <laughs> doesn't work you know they are taking us for a ride and but you know human nature wants to believe don't we we want to believe that's a quick fix mm -hmm. and we can suddenly wake up and we are you know that much younger lighter happier and there isn't such a thing it has to be created by yourself you are the you know master of your destiny in many ways and you have to sort of say stop when somebody's crossing those boundaries for sure. No, I completely agree with everything you're saying, too, for sure. For sure. Well, let's get right into it. Let, let's talk about um, yeah. PCOS. PCOS yes. is something that affects um, people in, in a myriad of different ways, isn't it? Physically and mentally. And well, as you know, with Teach Strong, my mission is just to help school staff in well-being. And I think this topic very much can, of course, come under that umbrella. Can't yeah. So um, you will find, Sam, that you have students as well mm -hmm. as teachers having the condition. Yeah. And, and we pretty much know that PCOS starts in the adolescent, the teenage years. Uh, well, there are studies suggesting that you know, it may be starting much, much earlier, even when you're in your mother's womb because of epigenetics and genetics and things like that. But the manifestations of the symptoms are often uh, seen in early teenage life. And then as time goes by, then... Um, you know, women are struggling with uh, excess weight or acne or hair uh, growth and generally anxiety and depression, which doesn't seem to shift. It's beyond the normal that people think it's okay to accept, but they don't know where to turn. Their parents don't know where to turn. There's so much stigma about polycystic ovary syndrome. It's, it's a hormonal disorder. It's the most common disorder that affects women and those assigned female at birth at reproductive age. So it's really important between the ages of 15 and 50, the commonest hormonal uh, disorder is PCOS. And we hardly know much about it. Nobody talks about it. So the celebrities don't come out with, because nobody wants to say I've had acne or I've had excess hair growth. It's not um, uh, what you call trendy or it's, it's not fashionable. So people don't talk about it until they've come on, out on the other side. And so, you know, that is possible. But if, you don't have role models. How are you going to even know that, you know, we need to talk about this. So your students will be struggling in this sort of situation. And the reason why PCOS is getting much more, should be a public health issue. One in 10 people are affected, but actually we think one in four may be affected in certain subgroups, you know? So it's so important to start highlighting that if you're missing your periods, if you're having delayed periods, if you're not having your periods regularly, if you're having acne that's persisting later on, you know, or if your mother or your sister has uh, polycystic ovary syndrome, don't ignore these symptoms. If you find that you're putting on weight and you're not really uh, finding a, a obvious reason you know you're not eating any more than your friends and things and you're still steadily putting on weight then you there are situations there that you have to say i need help mom or you know if it's a, if it's a teacher you need to basically go to your doctor and say i think i have this because often the tendency for us sadly with health professionals is we say go away come back when you want to have a baby 
that's not the answer not everybody wants to have a baby and why should you wait when you're struggling with anxiety or depression or a binge eating disorder or acne or excess hair growth or missing your periods why should you wait until your late 20s or 30s or or never if you don't want and also infertility is the most so pcos is the most common cause of infertility for the lack of releasing eggs so that also carries its own burden and then there are problems later on in life you know type 2 diabetes heart disease and and womb cancer so when we get these early signs you know that teenagers are having noticing acne that's not just on the forehead it's cystic acne it's really bothering them they're not uh, going out in social situations then uh, and they are having uh, problems with their periods yes in the first year it's okay to miss a few periods here and there but really after that it's not acceptable if somebody's having long cycles 45 day cycles a normal cycle is between 24 and 35 days if they're going without periods for 2 3 months and there isn't a good enough explanation then it needs to be addressed that's so so important yes pcos can start later on in life but we know it starts in the teenage years and as a result they don't want to do uh, you know take part in sports because they're conscious of their weight or you know of their skin they may not want to go in fact uh, with covid you know because of the mask there was a lot of um, children were hiding behind the mask because they felt safe behind the mask you know their skin couldn't be seen their hair couldn't be seen and and now that we are not wearing masks again they're feeling exposed so it just shows that as society we have all these societal expectations of how somebody should look and how much hair they should have and how smooth they should be and how you know skinny they should be as a result that puts a lot of pressure so again social media has a big role to play as well so what the book is trying to do is helping people to understand what are normal periods you know we have case studies so we actually explain to people what is normal what is not with the help of diagrams and explaining just understanding your body better so that when you go to the doctor as as well you can actually say this is what's happened to me this is what happened to me because you have a limited amount of time if you don't already prepare your questions before what happens is those 10 minutes just fly by and you're just scared and you know you come away thinking oh i all i got was a a prescription for some medication i don't you know why i'm taking it do you understand so i just want uh, students and teachers and everybody to actually empower themselves and so rohini and i started writing this book because initially i was going to write a general book and then we thought you know that's not going to bring my expertise into it and then rohini herself was a nutritionist herself has pcos so that gave a, a more humane angle to it because it meant that i was not talking medical jargon i was actually talking the way i talked to my patients over the years and i had somebody to put me in check saying go back to the drawing board <laughs> you know you've said too many medical terms there and you need to qualify and explain so the first part of the book is actually explaining about what understanding what pcos is and then the second part of the book we ex- it's for everybody it's making informed health choices so understanding that how stress has an effect on your sleep and your sleep has an effect on your cortisol levels and then your cortisol levels will have an effect on how you what you eat and then that will affect your insulin resistance so the diet is then important so it's like a domino effect you know every single thing that you do your stress your sleep the alcohol you drink the cigarettes you smoke the friends you keep you know the exercise you do the food you eat all that has an impact and that's the second part where we explain that in great detail so people really understand why we are saying the things that we are saying 
The third part actually is more interesting because, you know, say I have acne, I want to know what can I do? Or say I have, I'm carrying excess weight, I want to know what I can do. So we go into each of the symptoms, anxieties, uh, sleep problems, snoring, you know, each of those things that are common in, in uh, PCOS, but not talked about, we talk about those. We talk about um, uh, medical racism. We talk about um, racial inequalities. We talk about, you know, socioeconomic inequalities because that has a big role. It's very easy to say to somebody, have 10 fruits a day and or 10 fruits and vegetables a day, but if they can't afford it. So what I try and say is go to the supermarket late in the night when there are deals there. So you can then pick that up, you know, tell the students to do that. I tell people to actually go to the open markets or the specialty uh, food shops, you know, Indian shops, Turkish shops. They actually have beautiful produce at much cheaper prices. So it's just learning how to do that because the government is not helping us. So we've got to help ourselves in many, many ways and actually empower ourselves. And for people who can't afford the book, my website is free. It has free fact sheets. You know, it's just you'd put neetubajekal.com and all one has to do is access those fact sheets and work on it. You know, everybody doesn't have to buy the book. But the third part is very interesting because it looks into each of the symptoms. And then the last part, Rohini steps in. So she basically tells us about why we should be keeping oil and sugar and salt to a minimum. What uh, are the things that we should talk to ourselves? You know, self-care. Are we talking to ourselves like we would talk to our best friend? Or are we talking to ourselves like we would talk about an, uh, or somebody we don't like? Uh, and also recipes. She's got about 30, 35 recipes in there and a 21 day plan. So, you know, it's a big book, but it's got case studies. It, we bust a lot of myths in them. There are lots of boxes so that people can read easily. And there are summaries at the end of each chapter. So we try and keep it really, really basic. So even though it's a big book, it's got resources. So, you know, somebody might think, where do I meet other people with PCOS? What do I do? And so we've given people, you know, uh, solutions as well as resources where they can reach out to people who have anxiety. So there are, you know, um, uh, websites, there are chat rooms. It's really important for us to know that because you may be the only person having PCOS in your family and, and there's nobody to talk to about it. So it's important to have those resources to read it. And if you're a parent, you should also have those resources so you can support your child. Well, it sounds like you've you've approached it from so many different angles. Yeah, it? it's a very that, deep dive. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that last piece around community and having that support is so important. It's so, it? so, so important, you know. Yeah. And That's also, great. I want to say, Sam, that people often say, oh, so you're writing a book about lifestyle and diet. So all medication is bad. There's no medication shaming. You may need medication. You probably will need medication. It's not, there's no 100% cure for PCOS. Many people will need medication, fertility treatment, you know, metformin for diabetes or for controlling the sugar, uh, you know, the pill for regulating your periods or hair growth. That's fine. If you need it, you need it. But lifestyle, diet, exercise, sleep, stress, all these things are just as important, if not more important. So neglecting that will just mean that when the time comes, for you to have to face a sudden diagnosis of type 2 diabetes or that you can't get pregnant or you're diabetic in pregnancy, it just comes as such a shock because you're being told for the first time you have a condition that has haunted you for about 20 years probably and nobody has helped you actually realize and make some changes that you could have got that under so much better control. So that is the, our hope that you know we actually 
want to get to people early so they can actually make changes. Yeah, and what a huge impact that could have on someone's life. It could be life-changing, couldn't it? It, really it could be, and that's, that's the whole idea is just helping yourself. You know, I know that because I had that same situation. I didn't have PCOS, but I had early menopause or premature ovarian failure under the age of 40. I was, I was 38. I was a fully trained OBGYN, Sam, fully trained. I was just going to become a consultant. I still didn't know where to turn. I had no idea what help was available for me. And if that is for somebody who's so highly educated in the speciality, can you imagine what it must be for people who don't have resources, who don't have access? So that's what I want to do. That's why we didn't even make the book in color. You know, I wanted all my recipes to be in color. And Rainy said, mom, do that as your third book. Don't, uh, I'm going to write the recipes here because I want them in black and white simply because I want people to read it and actually, and the reason we chose the book, the, the uh, cover as well, was to keep it less stigmatizing. Anybody can read it on the uh, train, on the tube, and they won't feel that, you know, it, it looks like a fun book. It could be a fiction book, you know? So that's why we kept it really fun and, and you know, easy to uh, sort of carry around. So yeah. that, that a lot of thought went into that as well. We didn't want, you know, gender typical uh, or, you know, bringing in all the things. We just want it to be gender neutral, just fun at the same time, you know, non-stigmatizing. Yeah, fantastic. What a great resource. So <laughs> before we go on to some of these approaches, which you've already mentioned, what, what can really help people? Before then, can we go back to a little bit about kind of the, the, the diagnosis? Because yes. I guess some of the symptoms that you've described can cross over yes. with, with, with other um, kind of issues that yes. people might be having. And so, I don't know, could you speak to that a little bit? Yes. And then also, if someone is thinking, okay, um, some of these are ringing true for me, um, what, would, what would you recommend their next steps to do? Yeah. So PCOS is a, polycystic ovary syndrome is a diagnosis of exclusion, which basically means that you have to make sure that somebody doesn't have early menopause or, uh, you know, uh, hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is basically, you know, exercising too much or uh, having an eating disorder. All these can affect your periods as well, for example. Yeah. So it's really important if you're having uh, irregular periods or delayed periods or missed periods, or you also have uh, acne and excess hair growth or any of these sort of symptoms, you should be thinking, could I have PCOS? And so with, based on that, you would then see your doctor who should request a number of blood tests and a pelvic ultrasound scan. Now, if you're a teenager, you don't need to have the scan unless they're ruling out other things like big ovarian cysts and things. But generally speaking, for teenagers, you need both the irregular periods as well as the signs of androgen excess, which is the acne and the excess hair growth or the blood tests showing positive. But for adults, you can have two out of the three which means that you either have an ultrasound diagnosis where you have little uh, egg follicles that are sort of um, dotted around the ovary or just below the ovary in a pearl necklace shape. So if they have that or the ovary appears a bit bigger and you have missed periods, then the diagnosis is likely to be polycystic ovary. Or you may be that you have, uh, you know, blood tests that show that you have higher levels of testosterone, which is an androgen. So 
often there's a misconception that women don't have a testosterone men and women all have testosterone you as a man would have testosterone at different amounts of testosterone when you were a baby when you were a young boy now and then when you are an older person same thing with women at different ages and different stages of our lives testosterone levels fluctuate and actually without testosterone testosterone is the critical pathway for estrogen to be produced so without uh, androgens there is no estrogen so it's very important to understand men also produce estrogen so it really depends upon what age and stage of life you are so you would have certain tests like testosterone levels the protein that binds the testosterone that is released by the liver you would have a uh, test like uh, prolactin levels and other hormone levels to try and work out do you have uh, you know uh, the other conditions or is there a tumor in your ovary or actually do you have polycystic ovary syndrome so anybody listening if they have period issues if they have uh, acne or hair growth issues or weight issues or anxiety and depression they should be seeing their doctor because it may not be pcos but they still need help just because it's not polycystic ovary syndrome doesn't mean you don't need help you need help if you're having any of these issues so that is really key so once you suspect that you have pcos you see your doctor and if you can't don't suspect or you somebody else tells you that's not normal that doesn't sound right when you're chatting with your friends go and get checked out and don't get allow allow yourself to get dismissed because often you may get dismissed or um falsely reassured so make sure that the doctor that you're seeing you can trust and if you don't feel happy at the end of your consultation and go prepared with all your questions and with your uh, symptoms if you don't feel happy you're allowed to ask to see another gp you're allowed to be asked to be referred to the hospital you don't have to go privately for that you can actually it's your right it's your choice to actually see the right person to give you the right information if you're just very quiet about it people will tend to overlook you so fight your corner because as i said nobody else will care for you you've got to look after yourself it's so so important you know especially when language barrier and all come in becomes a whole different thing so lab tests and ultrasound scans are useful but at the same time you can help yourself by bringing in those dietary and lifestyle approaches that we talked throughout the book where you're looking at the kind of foods you're eating you know bringing in more fruit bringing in more vegetables bringing in more potatoes with skin sweet potatoes herbs spices nuts seeds you know brown rice lentil pasta brown spaghetti you know you want to eat foods that actually fill you up but they're calorie light which means that um you are getting all the nutrition from it but you are not going to put on weight from it because of the fact that these foods tend to be naturally full of fiber and not very high in calories so you can eat quite a lot feel feel full and actually stand on the scales and and be okay so of course some people will plateau and then they need more help and things like that so you want to look at the foods that you eat you want to try and stay away from the cakes and the biscuits and the donuts which are there dotted around in all staff rooms and as well as because my mother was a teacher she was a head teacher so i know mm -hmm. uh, so but what i would say is it's fine to have it as a treat remember that the, these things are called treats for a reason you don't want to be eating these foods on a daily basis regular basis when you eat ultra processed foods highly processed foods they're deficient in fiber they don't have the satiety this thing so you'll eat it and then you'll be hungry within a little while so if you're having that craving and you're seeing those biscuits stare at you make sure that you brought yourself a nice snack you know a handful of cashew nuts with a couple of dates and then after that you still want the biscuit you won't eat the whole packet you'll eat maybe one or two 
And that's how you train your thing. You start where you are and slowly increase. If you eat one satsuma, the next week try to eat maybe a bunch of grapes and then try and have something else. And so you slowly increase the fruits, the vegetables, the beans, you know, have a bean soup, have a salad, have a baked potato with baked beans when there's such choices are there. Those are the ways to slowly do it. Also, whenever, if you are in a work situation, try avoid in a school usually there aren't lifts and things but generally you want to avoid the lift you want to take the stairs if you have got a car park try to park further away and, and walk to the thing try and pick up your shopping try to do your own housework these little things can actually add to the physical movement and keeping your joints moving and then yes you should do strength training because strength training is good at all ages you want to be doing a bit of aerobics you want to walk in nature so you're trying to do little things at a time so don't start running just before you know so if you've never really done anything just think okay you know maybe i can walk to school or maybe i can walk to the next bus stop and then take the bus little things like that you just have to figure out and maybe find a friend and then you're accountable uh, with your friend you know go uh, and do a, a walk with them and and so you don't want to let them down so you will have to get up you know even if you don't want to so little things like that can make a difference will give you better sleep so once you've looked at your diet brought in some changes you then feel like exercising a bit more when you exercise a bit more you think i don't want to ruin all that hard work i did by just eating a bar of chocolate i'm actually going to settle down and have you know a nice bowl of watermelon and and maybe some mango and some dark chocolate drizzled on it and i'll have some baked potatoes you know enjoy the meal rather than actually you know people often say oh is it bad to have eggs or is it bad to have sausages those are not health foods but when you say eggs eggs are better for you than sausages but eggs are not going to be better for you than a tofu scramble so it's just understanding it's all relative if you are if you can bring in the health giving foods more often then you generally will be on a winning streak the more unprocessed foods you eat the healthier you will feel the more pizzas and vegan pizzas or anything that you may eat that's all fine on a friday for example you know fake away friday lovely no problem but if you do it monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday it's not fun as well and you're going to start feeling uh, unwell and your skin becomes spotty and you just know that your uh, gut is going to be sluggish so all these six pillars stress sleep exercise diet and really alcohol and and tea um, alcohol and smoking are not our friends coffee and tea really depends upon the individuals if you uh, for me if i drink coffee for example after 11 12 o'clock that's it i will not sleep the night so you just have to work out for yourself are you a fast metabolizer are you a slow metabolizer there are some advantages to drinking coffee but for pcos it can be a problem because it can mess a little bit with the hormones it can mess with your sleep and we know that the royal college said that if you're pregnant the safest amount of alcohol and the safest amount of caffeine is zero and caffeine is not only from coffee it comes in other forms as well so it can be also there in green tea and all that so you've got to be a bit careful when you're having large amounts of caffeine containing uh, drinks you know coke and all that also have it so alcohol smoking they all worsen polycystic ovary syndrome and just as stress does as well just as a lack of sleep does as well because you have higher levels of cortisol and things like that so i just want people to realize that try and make a little change in each of those areas that you feel like and then you will be motivated to do something again 
Yeah, it, it all snowballs, doesn't it? It does. It and does. I think what, what you're saying about you know focusing on the foods that you add. If, if we're going to talk about nutrition, I think the, the a real way to approach it is focus on the foods that you can add and do Correct. that. Do that, and also when you think about exercise and movement, do it from a, a place of, of self love, which we talked about exactly. earlier. Exactly. Do it not not thinking that oh what am I depriving myself of and is this some kind of punishment or, or am I only doing this to lose weight? Exactly. It's not about that is it? It's, it's from a place of compassion and thinking. Well, I know my why. I know my kind of like o- overarching purpose of this. Absolutely. What are the foods that I want to add and why do I want to exercise? And, and exercise doesn't have to be. Yeah, uh, Sam. Exercise doesn't have to be in the gym, you know. It could well, be that you're true. skipping in your room for five minutes. You mm-hmm. are, you know, actually dancing to music that you really enjoy. That is physical movement too. So I, I think what you're saying is so so correct that it does. It has to come from a place of love, and you know, it's crowding out the other foods. Don't think too much about oh, I can't eat chicken. Oh, I can't eat a steak. Oh, I can't have a donut. nobody is telling you you can't have those things you can if you want to and that is the difference you are in control what you're saying is i'm choosing not to right now i want to eat you know a nice bowl of rice with chickpea curry on it and a big salad with hummus on it i'm going to have some mango at the end of it with some blueberries and dark chocolate that's a great meal i'm choosing that then you say i'm choosing to have you know after that i want to have some chocolate have it but it's that choice that you make so you're not thinking too much about i can't have something it's what you can have absolutely absolutely no i completely agree oh great so many so many um different tips that you've offered already no no not um, at all <laughs> so we've talked about kind of certain foods that we might eat and with food and with exercise and with sleep is it is it a lot around inflammation i hear the word we all hear the word inflammation a lot don't yeah. we yeah is is that the is that the link or is there other things going yeah. on i mean are we i guess suppose we don't want to get too scientific or anything on a thursday no. evening but i don't know could you speak to that at, yes. at all like, why so, do these approaches work so inflammation is basically if you just cut your finger you know it'll become red you'll have a bit of bleeding and then it'll heal that's acute inflammation that's a good thing you want that to happen with chronic inflammation is constant insults to the tissues of your body and uh, in in polycystic ovary syndrome it's a particular problem just like it is with heart disease and diabetes so when your tissues and your cells are in a state of chronic inflammation you tend to have uh, symptoms which could result in like you know excess weight so obesity and overweight are states of chronic inflammation heart disease and type 2 diabetes and inflammation as a result causes other things as well so there's oxidative stress there are toxic metabolites there's something very important in pcos which I don't think we have a great deal of time but we talk about it in the book something called advanced glycation end products now these are products that your body prepare uh, produces and actually uh, they attach themselves to, so they are glycoproteins so they you know basically you have these glucose molecules sticking itself to the proteins and really damaging the cells and the arteries and the ovaries as well so there are more receptors for uh, advanced glycation end products on ovaries and in many other tissues so what happens is these advanced glycation end products are produced by your body as waste products and they're damaging your cells but they also come from food so when you have a, a barbecue so when you have uh, you know barbecued chicken or barbecued steak uh, or when you have uh, fried potatoes all these increase your advanced glycation end products the num- amount of advanced glycation end products are age they age your tissues 
tends to be much higher in animal foods that are cooked at a very high temperature. And so steaming and boiling tend to be better. And actually plant foods, even when you um, fry them, they don't have that much, but they're still not great for you. So advanced glycation end products, you can reduce by having things like brown rice and mushrooms. You can have beans and legumes. They all, smoking is a real potent producer of advanced glycation end products. So you want to cut out smoking if you're smoking. You want to cut out, uh, you know, fried foods and things like that because they all worsen inflammation. And inflammation is this sort of building block. It sets off a whole lot of pathways that really damage your gut, your ovaries, your reproductive system, your heart. And so you stay in this state of chronic inflammation and over time, then the cells can't work and they get fatigued and basically then start giving up. And that's when all these disease processes start and different, it's the same building block, the same building block of inflammation different people will react with different uh, medical conditions. But the bottom line is it basically stimulates something called the mTOR pathway and things. So inflammation is not, chronic inflammation is not a good thing to have. And the way you reduce that chronic inflammation is by sleeping enough, by trying to stress less. So if you're having a very stressful day at work or at home, spend some time doing some deep breaths. These are known to help reduce your heart rate. And also when you eat the right anti-inflammatory foods, they sort of wash away all these uh, toxins and help to you know, make you feel much, much better in yourself. So it's again, all these small things will go a long way, not just for now, but also for later. Yeah, yeah. Now, thank you for speaking to that, speaking to inflammation and also talk about that, that link. It's, you know, these, these approaches in terms of nutrition and exercise, yeah. getting more sleep, calming down, calming down, you know, reducing stress. Yeah, but well, it is, it is calming your, yourself yeah, calming down. down because, yeah. you know, I, one thing we didn't realize, um, you know, when we were taught in medical school is that we weren't taught any of this. Mm. So as a result, what happens is we were, I was only taught to how to operate. I love surgery. I love medications. There's no problem with that. I don't have a problem of, uh, you know, if I have a really bad headache, you know, and it's not shifting, of course, I'm going to take medication. But if I know what was causing that headache, if I had lots of alcohol to drink, that's lifestyle again. I know that that's not going to be good for me. So that's where I should be cutting down rather than just taking pills to try and get rid of a headache that has been caused by, you know, stress or alcohol and things like that. So that's why it's so important as doctors that we should be taught that dietary approaches, lifestyle approaches also play a very important role. I know that it is not sexy and it's not, um, you know, doesn't bring a lot of money in it. There's no money in the whole thing. So, you know, I know it's never going to sell. It's like Dr. Neil Bernard just did a randomized trial uh, last year. On, on menopausal hot flushes. And you know, if you eat a handful of um, uh, edamame beans, which are young soya beans, you have an 84% reduction in, in hot flushes. Now that is massive. And that was a trial done over 12 weeks and not hot flushes that were mild. We're talking about moderate to severe hot flushes. So that is something that's so harmless and so easy to try, but nobody will want to market it simply because it's going to be free there's no money to be made <laughs> yeah it's, it's not a quick fix and like you say it's not so sexy although liz does liz says she liz thinks, thinks it's think sexy, it's sexy. Yes. yes i think it's oh, sexy yeah. too oh, agree, but the government doesn't <laughs> yeah, these colorful foods working out sleeping a lot no, I, think I know i know but we are in the minority still sam <laughs> it's true it's true but 
the, the fact that these approaches don't just, you know, this isn't just about PCOSs, it's not just about type 2 diabetes, it's not just about certain forms of cancer, it's just, there's so many things where we can... It's the same approach. Yeah. It's the same approach. It's the same approach if you want to be lighter in weight. It's the same yeah. approach if you want to avoid dementia. Dementia is the biggest killer for women in the UK. Uh, and 18% of all deaths are from dementia. That is the, has overtaken cancer and heart disease. So it's really important to know that there is no lifestyle approach or no, no disease that is protected is not protected from these lifestyle approaches. So there's no women's health condition, whether it's endometriosis, whether it's fibroids, whether it's menopause, whether it's pubertal problems, painful periods, heavy periods, acne, you name it, uh, you know, uh, breast cancer, all these things can actually be helped with making lifestyle changes as early as possible because you want to bring in these dietary and lifestyle changes so that you're not faced with diagnosis as far as possible. Of course, it doesn't make you disease proof. You know, it's not that you're not going to get PCOS if your genetic makeup is there, but you are much more of control to actually manage this condition much, much, much better. So it's the same thing, whether heart disease, prostate cancer, breast cancer, uh, you know, diabetes, endometriosis, fibroids, painful periods. It's, there's no different diet. It's the same way of eating. And the same diet... Sam, that helps us. Every time I think about it, it's the same diet that will protect our planet. It's That's the same diet, yeah. yes, is, which will protect the animals from dying, which will protect our seas. So really, there is very little argument just because you like the taste, just because, you know, the government says it's okay to, uh, you know, have these ultra processed foods by subsidizing them. That doesn't make it okay. We have to change what happens in schools. We have to change what happens in hospitals, you know, and I, I will really hope that I wake up one morning and, you know, things have changed. So that would be my dream. Well, yeah, you and I both, but I think you are doing so much to, to work towards that dream, Rohini as well, and so many more. Um, yes. Professionals like yourself are just doing so much. And yeah, uh, but so are you. And I think it's good that all of us are working together and all these, um, you know, I know people have a lot to say against social media, but I, for one, am so grateful. Yes, it's hard work in the sense that of knowing how to put a post and all that. But, but you know, I get to meet wonderful people and wonderful young people. And it's so nice because you see that you see the future ahead in front of you. And it just makes me feel very happy because, you know, I think my generation has taken a lot of advantage of, of the earth as well as even now don't want to see their responsibility so i do think that you know the social social media section has given me a lot of insight and also you know access to people like you i, I just feel so proud of uh, you know teachers like you who are doing so much you know this is your free time and you're coming on i just I, i'm just so full of admiration i just think it's so amazing Oh, thank you. Well, no, it's social media. You know, I posted today in, in my newsletter about how I've got a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media. But, you know, when you write, it's a fantastic tool. Yes, and I think that's you. important because, you know, um, I think there is a lot of pressure for young people. There, yeah. there has always been pressure, but never like now. And I mm -hmm. think it's so important to understand and make the, the 
the tool work for us not we shouldn't be you know there's nothing wrong with having social media is how we use it and that's what we have to educate our young people and that's how we have to educate ourselves you know nobody's forcing us to do these things we just need to know that we have to be in control so that we are you know full, feel fulfilled and don't feel oh spent the whole day all we've done is scroll through and felt really rubbish about ourselves and our bodies and things like that yeah we've all been there for sure no <laughs> well you you're, you're leaving on another really empower, uh, empowering message nifty that that's fantastic um before we wrap up uh, well thank you so much again for for joining me on not at all time. before we go you've got to um explain well where can people get their hands on the book where can people connect with you um you know so i'm very happy for people to visit my website uh because really i spent i spend a lot of time uh trying to uh, update all the fact sheets the fact sheets on what should i eat what supplement should i take about 50 different gynae women's health uh, fact sheets on various conditions and various operations as well lots of recipes on there so neetubajekal.com would be a great place for people to start and my, our book roini and my book living pcos free is now available try to support the smaller bookshops and uh, the ukbookshop.org uh, amazon also it's available i think today there's a glitch but uh, you know ws smith and waterstones and all that so definitely it's a book that i think if you can um, you will enjoy reading it yourself but i think you know if you know anybody who's having any women's health condition i think they will definitely appreciate it it's a big book but it's it's actually very accessible Uh, and it's got a lot of interesting facts and so i hope that you will enjoy it and i'd love for you all to reach out to me and tell me what you think of the book because i plan to start writing my second book very soon and i would love uh, i like critique i like to be told uh, you know how to improve i think there's always scope for people to improve yeah so you haven't been put off writing another book then oh no yeah. i love <laughs> good, the process good, when good. everybody says <laughs> it was really painful and all Roini and I just loved the whole thing. I was, I can't wait. I've already written out the because I want to write about menopause, uh, but I've already written out the framework. But you know, we're having house building work done. This book has to come out. I've got my allotment to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> busy woman. <laughs> and my clinical work and my operating. So, you know, but I can't wait to start writing. Yes, I just love it. absolutely well, i look forward to seeing the, that that book and and having another instagram live to to talk yeah oh much before that we're going to oh, meet okay. before that <laughs> that would be great that would be great well thank you again thank you for everyone that was tuning in a couple of people asked will, will i save this um i'm not an instagram expert so if if i can figure out how to publish it afterwards then yeah I'll, it will ask you to yeah. share and then you can share it either in your feed uh, and then you know i can share it then on my story and things there are some ways of both of us sharing it but it doesn't always work i'm also not that familiar but i'm sure you'll figure out a way i'll try and figure it out for sure dr <laughs> clapper did today this morning he hadn't been on instagram i don't know if you know know who dr michael i, I, I do yeah yeah okay I he's do, a yeah. great friend of mine and i had to on the side tell him now you log on here and <laughs> log on there and he did it and he was amazing so <laughs> oh what a legend yeah he is a Fantastic. legend Cool. Well, I'll figure it out and I will I'll share it. Fabulous. Thank yeah. you so much Thank for you, inviting you. me. Thank uh, you. I think coming. it's so so nice of you to have invited me. Thank no, no, you. Think... Thank you for joining. Well, I'll speak to you soon, Nitu. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.